0: Here's the thing. People don't buy when you sell. Mm. You know, we can have a launch and there's a reason why 1% to 3% is an average conversion rate because only 1% to 3% are at that, you know, solution aware and ready to actually do the freaking thing, right? People buy when they're ready.
1: Most business owners and entrepreneurs are secretly sick of hustling. And if you are too, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Hustle Less, Profit More podcast with me, Mickey Anderson, where we're revolutionizing success because you should have it all. Business success, lasting wealth, freedom, and fulfillment. Join me on this quest to uncover the keys to defining and achieving success on our terms so we can all hustle less and profit more. Email can feel like an intimidating topic for many business owners. Where do I start? How do I grow a list? And how do I keep them opening my emails week after week, month after month? In today's episode, I sit down with the fresh prince of email marketing, Liz Wilcox, who's an email strategist and keynote speaker. And she helps show small businesses how to build online relationships, package up their magic and turn it into emails that people want to read and most importantly, purchase from. In this conversation, we talk about how to write a newsletter in 20 minutes, what to do when open rates are not increasing, and how to write a really simple but powerful welcome sequence that converts new leads into buyers. I hope you enjoy this episode with Liz Wilcox. In this chaotic age of AI and so many marketing messages hitting our inbox, hitting our social media all day long, it can be overwhelming. And a lot of us are starting to shut down, to disengage from things like marketing emails and social media. But those are really important ways you connect with your customer. And I'm so excited, Liz, to have you here because email, I think, is going to be one of the biggest leverage points for businesses moving into 2023. Not that it hasn't been, I just think people are gonna notice it more because social media is so busy. When it comes to email marketing now with so much out there for customers, Are there any key things that we can do to make sure that we're standing out?
0: Yeah. So especially with email marketing, you have to have a proper welcome sequence. It's Mm. like, have you ever heard that story? Will Smith talks about somebody asks him, how did you become so successful? And he said, you know, when I was a little boy, uh, my dad bought a warehouse and he tore a wall down. The wall was, you know, dilapidated. So we had to tear it down. We had to rebuild it. And after a few days, I looked at my dad, you know, I picked up the brick. I said, we can't build a wall, dad. Like this, the wall is gone. Get over it. And his dad grabbed the brick and he said, son, you don't build a wall. You just lay one brick as perfectly as a brick can be laid. And soon you'll have a wall. And that's the same with email. You don't just have a hundred thousand dollar launch, you know, I don't care what copywriter you hire, what ad agency, like it ain't gonna happen. You've got to set those first bricks, okay? You've got to lay those as perfectly as you can lay them. And that's not to stress you out because I know I know what I'm doing, so just steal what I'm doing. <laughs> but the welcome sequence is those first bricks. It's that solid foundation. And in your welcome sequence, you just gotta do three, three things. Show a little bit of personality, Share your vision, right? What is it you want for people, right? My vision for you is you make money with email marketing. I don't care about your Instagram reels. I don't care about your branding. You know, I only care. Like if you get on my bus, we're going to email town okay what is that vision you have so the personality the vision and the third thing is values now this doesn't mean spew your politics everywhere and you know <laughs> sign a press release for you know every everything that's happening in the news we w- we would never be able to send an email cuz there's so much happening right but there are certain things certain principles certain values that you have that drive the way you do business and that are going to align with the right people that will open your emails will read them will you know take the calls to action will buy the thing will you know share you with a friend right and those are the things that we need to put in the welcome sequence for example one of mine is affordability when i started i had exactly 0 dollars <laughs> And so I like to always think of that person. I like to think when I price, uh, you know, what would Liz Wilcox seven years ago need for this to be a yes, right? And so I share that in my welcome sequence. And there are certain things that you can do that you can share to make someone say, Oh my gosh, Mickey, you are for me. Like, I'm going to live and breathe you, right? Oh, Liz Wilcox, she's the email marketer for me. There are a million and one email marketers out there. What I'm saying is not really original, but there's only one that's going to show up today with NSYNC in the background and, you know, Chucky and Hey Arnold and Ah, Real Monsters on her jacket, right? There are certain things, a part of your personality, part of the vision that you have and that values that make certain people, other certain people stick to you like glue and putting those in the welcome sequence is essential to your email marketing success.
1: You know, I think the welcome sequence is one of those things that most people spend the least amount of time on, but it has such a huge impact on everything that comes after it. Like you're setting those expectations with a new person, it's your your real first like conversation with someone most of the time. And I think it's a real opportunity that's missed for many people. But before someone is welcomed into our list, we got to get them there. We got to figure out how to get subscribers. And I think this part, most of us overcomplicate. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I spend way too much time worrying about all the 80 million ways things could go wrong and forget the few that where it could actually go really right. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not alone in that, I don't think. So for those of us who are trying to grow our list, but feel super overwhelmed, what are some things we can do to set ourselves up for success in attracting the right people?
0: Yeah. So again, go back to that vision. And if you're not watching the video, I suggest finding that link because I'm about to pull out a prop. Okay. Woo. So remember, we want to share our vision with folks. So I like to think of it as, you know, if you're walking across the stage of Liz Wilcox University what is that degree i'm handing you again make money with email right if somebody's walking across mickey anderson you what is that degree what is that vision you have what are they successful at and then let's walk it all the way back to that first day of school what is it that they need to just take that baby step just achieve that little win just get on you know get on the bus to the vision right And that should be the lead magnet. That should be the thing that, you know, you 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 promote often. I already mentioned, you know, my lead magnet is a welcome sequence. I just shared, hey, you've got to have a welcome sequence. For me, we're never gonna get to making money with email if we don't have that proper welcome sequence, right? And so then putting that in places like Mickey said, like those few places you know it's going to click. And this is going to be different for everyone because everyone has a different personality. Some people love to write. May I suggest guest blogging? (laughs) You know, getting on, like if I had a blog, you can pitch me, Hey, Liz, I know you're about email. I'd love to come on and talk about how to get email leads from your Instagram. I'm an Instagram expert. Or, oh my gosh, boom, heck yeah, I don't have to write that. That sounds awesome, right? If you're a talker like Liz Wilcox or Mickey, you might have a podcast or get on podcasts, right? Last year, I did over 80 interviews. I think in the last two years, two and a half years, I've done over 200. This, I know, is the thing, like Mickey just said, what's that one thing that I know I can do really right? And I've doubled, tripled, quadrupled down on it, right? And what I love about podcasts and guest blogging are they are evergreen. You know, Mickey and I, we're recording this. It's a cloudy day in February. I don't know when it's going to be released. And you might be listening to this on a sunny day in July in 2025, right? It's evergreen. It's something that's going to live on the internet forever. And so you're going to get those leads forever. The same with guest blogging, right? When we post on Instagram, it tends to be gone in about five seconds unless someone's kind of binging your content, right? And then, it, you know, it's semi-evergreen, but it's not as impactful as the blogging or the podcast. Also, another thing that I love to do are presentations. If you're, again, if you're not watching the video, you're missing out on some great imagery here. <laughs> you know, I I love to do interviews. I love to do summit presentations. Those tend to give me a good boost. And just like podcasts, if you listen to me or, you know, somebody listens to you for 20, 30 minutes, they see your presentation, when they get on your email list, they're going to be a really warm lead. It's very different than Facebook ads where, and you, if you have money to buy ads, definitely give it a try. But the ad, you know, I'm scrolling on, I'm scrolling on my phone and, oh yeah, that I'll take that quiz. That sounds good. Or, oh yeah, I need that lead magnet. Welcome sequence. That sounds great, Liz. But I don't really know you. I go back to scrolling immediately after signing up. If I'm listening to a podcast, I'm watching a summit, I'm reading a blog. Who, read a blog? What? <laughs> you know, I'm reading a blog from Pinterest or something. I'm really intent on hearing what you have to say or absorbing the information. So when I add myself to your list, I'm already 80% of the way there, right? So those are, those are a few of my favorite list building activities.
1: I love thinking of the lead magnet as like one step towards that ultimate goal. I think that's really helpful for a lot of people because sometimes we think we just need to deliver value and we come up with ideas out of nowhere (laughs) that maybe aren't tied to the next step we want that person to take with us. So I think that's a brilliant connection that you made there and how we position it and where we position ourselves and our message makes a big difference on whether they're actually intending on consuming it and continuing to move forward with us or if it's a one and done like mind blowing. That's so helpful. Okay. So we've got some leads that are joining our list. They're going through our amazing welcome sequence, but I don't know about you. I opened up my inbox this morning and I had like 200 unread messages (laughs) and a lot of them get swiped to be read without actually opening them. What can we do to make sure that aside from that amazing welcome sequence we did to make sure that people continue to open our emails?
0: Yeah, I love what Mickey just said because I always say, you know, like you don't hate email. It's just almost no one can do it right. It's the same as your mailbox. So I'm going to pull out, again, I'm a prop lady. I should have been a prop comic, right? And so you go to your mailbox, right? And now I'm blurry on the screen. And it's like, oh, this is an electric bill. Let me wave it. This is an electric bill. And oh, this is from my ex. Like, oh, he moved out three months ago. I really wish the postal system would stop reminding me of him. And then it's like, oh my gosh, Mickey Anderson sent me something. I can't believe she sent me something. This is crazy. Let me open it right now. And so when we can have that same experience in the inbox or create that same experience for our people like, oh, that's, you know, that's my electric, like delete, that's on auto pay. uh, oh, spam, market spam, like, oh my gosh, Liz Wilcox, what she got to say this week. I love her emails. And so, like Mickey said, it really does start with that welcome sequence and then you continue that in the newsletter. So you can actually write newsletters very quickly. And remember, this is the inbox. They're getting a lot of uh, a lot of emails and most of them they're not reading. And so how do we get them to slow down? Remember, we've done that already in the welcome sequence where we're really aligning ourselves But in the newsletters themselves, we need to respect the inbox. We respect their time. A lot of email marketers will tell you to tell stories, but I'm, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and ask you, like, did you start your business because you're a great storyteller? Probably not. A lot of us kind of talk in circles. Even me, I'm not doing a great job right now. You know, (laughs) it's very hard to tell a very good story. You know, leave that for the copywriters. Leave those storytelling emails for when you really have something really good to say or you know you're it's a sales email right storytelling does wonderful in sales emails it helps us relate to you and then for the rest of it you know for our nurture emails our newsletters just keep it short and simple share a personal update which i mean 2 to 3 sentences that allows the person to see like hey you're a real person and it's something that that you've done in the last couple of days, or you know, since the last time you emailed them, yeah. Technically, that I guess we could call that a story. But it, you know, it's not our tenth grade English teacher telling us, you know, what prose is and da 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 da. It's just quick and to the point. You know, hey Mickey, I just got off this podcast interview. I was really tired, but I think I nailed it anyway. And then you hit you hit the caps lock. This is when you segue anyway. Dot dot dot. What I really want to talk to you today about is, you know, this flash sale I'm having, this new Instagram reel, my Facebook group, my blog, you know, whatever the heck you actually have to promote that week. If you don't have anything to promote, just say, you know, anyway, I just want to check in with you. Uh, Don't forget, you know, these are the ways I can help you. Peace out. Right. Very simple. Again, respecting the inbox. When you respect the inbox week after week, you know, they can get in, get out, you know, figure out, oh, yeah, Mickey wants me to click on that or, you know, oh, she's doing this. That's cool. Then when you actually have a story to tell, boom, they're they're ready and willing to answer. Oh, my gosh, she usually just writes 400 words. This is like a novel. I wonder what she's got. She must really have something to say. And it creates intrigue.
1: I love that. You know what? So I, my background is in conversion copywriting and I like, I was taught the old school way of the long form stories and like sales pages are my specialty. And it's just like never ending, but the way we interact online has changed since those old days, we don't have time or capacity to read. We skim. And I love that you've moved this into email. Cause I think it's a place where a lot of people forget, like no one actually reads your emails. They skim them. And so if you make it skimmable and easy to consume and get value very quickly, oh, man, you're going to stand. I love that. Wow. What a great tip.
0: Yeah, I'll say one last thing. And, you know, this is the part where, you know, you mark the timestamp and maybe you come back and listen again, because it's really important in the in the newsletters. There's really only three things you need. I, I talk about creating friendships in your emails. Like first you have a follower, then you have a friend. When you have a list full of friends, you can create a list full of customers, right? Because you know them. You know, you don't need a long, no offense, Mickey, you don't need that long sales letter if people actually know you and you actually know them, right?
1: This episode is brought to you by the Hustle Less Profit More Club, the marketing solution for small businesses struggling to grow. Learn how to ditch marketing that doesn't work and create a no-fluff, high-powered marketing strategy that scales in the Hustle Less, Profit More Club. This monthly business coaching program is designed for busy entrepreneurs and business owners who struggle to market their business. Inside, you'll learn everything you need to set proper marketing goals, prioritize your efforts, and grow your business. Head over to heymickeyandersoncom slash club to learn more. Now, back to the episode. Exactly. And so just in your newsletter, just
0: do three things. You know, I, I gave you the format. Number one, show that you are invested and they will invest back into you. There is a reason why there you know, no one is trusting of giant brands like Nike or Coca-Cola. We don't believe anything they say anymore because we know they only care about their bottom line. And so in your newsletter, when you can show that you are invested in your customer, invested in that vision that you have for your people... Even saying something like, oh, you know, it took me two hours to edit that podcast. Even if you're B2B, you think, oh, my people don't care about that. They do because it shows that you are invested in creating quality content for them. How how many behind the scenes uh you know footage of shows or on you know on Instagram? We love that behind the scenes stuff, right? I'm a big fan of uh Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I think I already yes. mentioned Will Smith. You can't uh he's on my mug here. Again, watch the video. It's really good. And so I remember what I loved about that show as a kid, what blew my mind is they would break the fourth wall often. You know, they would look at the camera and wink and it's like, oh, I'm a part of this, right? People love to be a part of something. So show you're invested. Number two, share in a relatable way. And notice that, again, I didn't say interesting. Let's save interesting for, you know, the Mickeys of the world who can write all that conversion stuff, right? (laughs) We just need to be relatable. Relatable is what I just said. Oh, I recorded this podcast. I was really tired, but I think I did okay that's incredibly relatable. Interesting? Absolutely not. (laughs) But suddenly it's very relatable. People want to relate to other people. Even if like you look at my background, I've got NSYNC. Even if you're a Backstreet Boys fan, suddenly you're relating to me in some way. Even if you're like, oh, I was more Jackson 5 era or who, who is it now? Like BTS, I think the K-pop guys, you're relating or you're like, no, ACDC all the way. Like you're musically, you're relating to me, even if you can't relate to Sync, right? And so being relatable is really important. And then the third thing, and this is where I might lose some people, but I promise it's very simple if you do the first two things, right? Stay top of mind. Now, I'm not saying email daily. I'm not even saying email weekly. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes stuff comes up whatever. If you can do the first two things right, show that you're invested in the vision for them and then, you know, be relatable, staying top of mind becomes so much easier.
1: What a great and simple framework. I think, you know, marketing in general can feel really complicated for a lot of people because there are so many frameworks, right? Like, there's just so many ways to do something and no, no one's right, no one's wrong, and it can feel really overwhelming. But I, I think if, if you can do those three things, if you can show that you're personally invested in someone, you're going to stand out from all the bland marketing stuff, all the AI generated junk that's in your inbox. And then being relatable, you're building connection with that person right they They now know like and trust you, which means they're one step closer to buying. And then staying top of mind means when those opportunities arrive where they need something or they have someone who needs something, you're gonna be the first person that they go to. Love Ooh. that
0: She Love nailed that. it, folks. Pause the show, give her five stars. This is an incredible host. Oh my gosh, She just summed up my billion words. This is why she's a copywriter. you know she she's really good at that.
1: <laughs> you're too sweet, okay. so. We're sending emails regularly. We've welcomed in amazing people to our list. We're nurturing them really well. We gave them that welcome sequence to set expectations. Now we're delivering value. We're staying top of mind, and we want to sell. How do we take these friends and turn them into customers?
0: Yeah. So when you when you have the friends, you you will know, and I can say this with confidence, you will know what will what will sell to them or what to sell to them, right? For me, selling is serving. Um, you know, I have a membership, I have some workshops, I have this, I have that. And it, you know, anytime somebody asks me a question, I can say, oh, here's some tips. If you want to dig deeper, you know, check out this workshop or whatever. You can do it in the replies. You can do it in your newsletter. So something that I love to do, I have a lot of workshops. And so I will give, you know, tips on X and then I say, oh, you want to go deeper, you know, I have a workshop all on X. There's another thing. I want you to sell as much as possible. I I was on a podcast a few months ago and they said, oh, so-and-so says, you know, provide value 80% of the time and sell 20 or something. And I, <laughs> you can see Mickey, you can't, well, maybe you My can't eyes see face, just but, bulged
1: out of my head.
0: And I said, and I, I posted on Instagram recently. I said, what if we flip that? What if we sold 80% of the time? Because what is most valuable are our products, and people in the chat were like, "What, Liz look Guys, you just blew my mind." I'm like, "Guys, it's that simple." You know, that's why you created a business to serve people. Yeah, you, it might have started to, you know, serve your dinner table, right? You need money, but at the end of the day, you picked the thing, you know, because you had that vision for people. You had that thing you wanted people to move towards, and you wanted to help with that. And so I sell in just about every newsletter, whether it's a complete sales email, I'm like, hey, I really want you in on this, or it's just a PS, hey, you know, my buddy Mickey's doing this, click over here, or, you know, I've got this new workshop coming up, blah, blah, blah. Um, It's a really great way to, you know, establish that, hey, this is how it's going to go. And my main way of serving you is inside these programs, these workshops, this membership, whatever. And I want to backtrack how to make this really successful and not feel so, Liz, she told me to sell in every newsletter. Oh, my gosh. Set the expectation in the welcome sequence. In one of the emails, say, say this. And I know you're driving or you're doing the dishes or something, but implant this in your mind. If you do nothing else, this is the ding ding of, you know, sound effects here. Uh, moment. I am going to offer you free and paid resources, free and paid services, products, whatever word you want to use to help you XYZ. XYZ being that vision. You know, I'm going to offer you free and paid products. And then you can even sub bullet if you have the products, you know, like my $9 a month membership, like my, you know, $22, whatever, like my group program only open in May, join the wait list here. Don't expect people to buy right from that. You know, this is in the welcome sequence. Again, it's just laying that brick. Hey, sister, you just joined my list. You got this free thing. But actually, this is how it's really going to go. And when you can do that, it just flips a switch in their mind to, oh, this is a business. But also, oh, I can get actual real help. This isn't going to be a waste of my time where she's sending me tips that aren't actually going to help me. Can I get an yes. amen? I'm on oh the my soapbox today. I'm like ready to I'm double like, high five moment? and chest bomb.
1: Yes. <laughs> Amazing. I think, you know, one of the biggest missteps, because we work a lot in the stages of customer awareness. So you got like unaware, they don't know who you are, what you do. They, you know, product problem aware. Okay. I know I got a problem. I don't know. a Solution exists. Solution aware. I know a solution exists, but which one do I choose? But the thing that everyone skips is product awareness. People don't know or understand what you sell. And if you don't talk about it regularly, they never will. And you expect them to jump from solution aware to, oh my gosh, loyal, raving fan, without actually getting them to know and understand the options you have or the products and services you sell. I love that you said that because it is so underrated, but so important. You will not get people to buy if they don't understand what they're buying.
0: Absolutely. Like Amen. On high over here. But it's, it's so true. The product-aware thing. Here's the thing. People don't buy when you sell. Mm. You know, we can have a launch, and there's a reason why 1% to 3% is an average conversion rate. Because only 1% to 3% are at that, you know, solution-aware and ready to actually do the freaking thing, right? People buy when they're ready. Okay, I know I need gas, but I, you know, I'm going to wait till the last minute. You know what I'm saying? Like, raise your hand if. You know, I need gas, but, you know, I got a couple miles. You know, I I can do carpool a couple more days, right? Mm. People don't buy when you sell. Like, I, how many gas stations do you pass every single day? And you know you need gas, right? You're very aware. So think of that. You know, I just got to put it out there. And when they're on E, they're going to come to me. I just made that up. Y'all write that down.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> a quote for your next email. That was so good. That's oh, so my good, gosh. right?
0: I just made that up. That's hilarious. But, you know... And so when you can put it in your welcome sequence and in those newsletters, hey, don't forget, I have a workshop on this. Or, hey, don't forget, my uh, wait list is now open. You know, no pressure, but check it out. Or even having a super signature, you know, like a PS, when you're ready, here are four ways we can work together, A, B, C, D. And they just see that every single week, every single single month. Like, uh, Like Mickey said, when they're finally ready, it's like, oh, yeah. I, got, I I do need help with list building. I know Liz put that in her last welcome sequence or in her, you know, last newsletter. Let me type in her name. Let me figure out uh, where that is. And to that point, you think, oh, yeah, people don't do that. When you have your electric bill due, where do you go to click the link? You're not going to, oh, you know, I, I live in Florida, SPL.com. I don't even know if that's the right address. I go to my email, I type in FPL, I click that dang link because, you know, I'm not trying to get my electricity cut off. That's it the same so behavior true. you can create in your emails, but you have to consistently, to Mickey's point, make them product aware so that when they're on E, they're coming to you. Yes.
1: Yes. I love it. Oh Mickey my God. Mickey and I
0: are a dynamic
1: duo. We are. We are. I feel like if we could, we would totally like chest bump right now. <laughs> Okay. So first and foremost, or not really first and foremost, last and foremost, I guess, I want to congratulate you because you hit a massive milestone with your membership. 3,000 members, like jaw to the floor. Incredible. And one of the big areas that all of us know we need to be better at is community building, but most of us stink at it and don't realize the power of email with building that community. So from the expert herself, Liz, how in the world did you curate this thousand member or 3000 member community?
0: Yeah. So, to, you know, thinking of all we talked about in the last 30 minutes or so, the thing you've got to know, you know, we talked follower, friend, customer. Customers create community. Customers do three things. Number one, they invest in you. And when they invest, they do number two, they take action. And because you're not a blubbering idiot, when they take action, they actually see results, right? They do the thing. They, oh my gosh, Mickey, I can't believe I did that, right? And when they say, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that, what do they do? Number three, they share your stuff. I can't believe Mickey got me to da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? Like you've got to check her out. And so, you know, when we were just talking about selling in every email, you know, we made the joke, oh, when they're on E, they're coming to me. That might seem like, oh, yeah, they're so casual about it, but I'm terrified of it. But when you can think of, you know, creating customers so you can create that community, when you can think of it through the that lens of, yeah, they're investing, they're going to take action, which is what – Dang it, we're in business to help people, right? We want them to take action. They need to take action. We know the effects if they don't. And then they're going to share, aka do the list building for me. Oh, sister, move over. I got to send out a sales email today, right? And so how did I create that, you know, membership? How did I hit the 3,000? It was just, you know, really showing out for my folks, talking to them, you know, sharing that vision, going back to what we started at the top of the hour, sharing my vision, you know, showing the passion, showing that I was invested, right? I remember when I launched the membership, I said, I want to get 100 people in the first 30 days. The next email, I said, oh my gosh, I got 40 in the first day. That shows people are actually buying, right? Right. And then a few weeks later, you know, oh my gosh, I'm almost to 100. I can't believe it. When I hit 100, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Again, I'm going to reinvest in those people. Then those 100 people get in. They actually use the membership. And honestly, the rest is history. I would say 60% of my sales today actually come from affiliates. They come from current customers that have done those three things. They invested. They took action. They saw results. And so they shared. And honestly, last year, I was, I was really sick from some food allergies. And 60%, friends, sales came from other people. So when I say like, you know, customers create community, I really mean it. My community are people that have purchased from me. My email list is now, I've been working hard on this. My email list is over 50% customers. And so I do all of those things that we talked about the last 30 minutes to create the customers, to make it like this, I don't know, I'm from Florida, this like hurricane of awesomeness.
1: (laughs) I love that. You know, I think a lot of people feel this moral conflict when it comes to selling, right? No, I want to build a community. I don't want to be a salesperson. But I think in order, like one of the key things that you need to have in order to have a community is commitment right? People need to commit to the community. And the way they do that is by buying, right? Putting, putting skin in the game because otherwise the actions you take, there's nothing at stake, right? It's not really of importance. It's not really, it doesn't hold as much purpose in your life unless you, you commit to it. And I think seeing community is like what happens after the sale, how you show up after the sale happens, that just, I think can change that game for a lot of people, that conflict they feel about selling. And it's like, oh no, I need to make the sale in order to build the community that I so desperately and so passionately want to build. Wow.
0: Absolutely. And if you've, you know, you fear selling, you know, I get it. And I also understand, you know, your heart, you just want to help people. And I get that. And you, you know, honestly, my membership is nine dollars. And, you know, unless the USD plummets tomorrow, I have no plans on increasing that price. And for me, but just keeping in mind, like, customers create a community, customers create community. What is a price that I can feel good about that is just going to get people in the door, like Mickey said, to start, you know, having skin in the game? And I know if I can get somebody in for nine, I could sell them for a hundred, a hundred, you know, whatever the next step is. It just so happens that my membership blew up and I don't even have to have a next step if I don't want to. Um, But the dream right there, right. If you, but I, I mean, I worked really hard on it and, but coming up with, you know, a price that delights you that, you know, is going to be enough skin for your game and your people, you know, it's going to be unstoppable for you with email marketing. Truly.
1: Oh, I love it. I think we all sometimes think we have to have all the answers and like this perfect big offer, but it really can be that simple. Like show up, give them something that's like a no brainer and just keep doing a great job. And you'll see like the path will present itself before you, instead of you like having to hack your way through and create the path itself. Uh, Absolutely, what What a great kind of lesson for today. Liz, I know everyone listening is going to be desperately searching to find your freebie, that welcome sequence with the uh, email subject lines. Like you've got an incredible freebie. So for all of you who are like holding on, desperately putting your phone down, trying to grab a note to write down (laughs) where to find Liz, where can they go find you and snag that freebie and start learning more?
0: Yeah. So of course I'm an email marketer. I'd love to have you on my list. We talked a lot about the welcome sequence, newsletters, If you're having a hard time conceptualizing what all that means, don't worry, I already wrote it for you, baby. You can go directly to lizwilcox.com. There's a hot pink button in the top right-hand corner. You cannot miss it. You're going to get a four-part welcome sequence that guides you through putting in the personality, the vision, and the values we talked about. You're also going to get three newsletter examples, actually direct from my membership, that are going to show you, number one, is designed to get people to click. Number two is designed to get people to reply. And number three is designed to get uh, people to buy directly from your newsletter. So you're going to, you know, all that stuff. You're going to see real life examples. And then if that's not enough, because I know writing from scratch totally sucks, you're also going to get 52 subject lines for a year full of prompts. And that's at LizWilcox.com. Hot pink button. You can't miss it.
1: Amazing. I'm so pumped. I will have all of that in the description and links. Liz, thank you so much for today. I'm so excited. What a great conversation.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see what everybody does with email.
1: Into 2023 with email. Thank you for joining me in another episode of the Hustle Less Profit More podcast. Thanks to our season one sponsor, Asteri Pursuit Marketing and Communications. You can find show notes and resources at HustleLessProfitMorePodcast.com. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate and review us where you get your podcasts. Join us again next time to uncover more of the keys to achieving success, wealth, fulfillment, and freedom. Thanks for listening.